0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be talking about how to aim your questions and requests at the sweet spot, which gets you clearer answers and better manifesting results. Sometimes we know exactly what we want, but can't figure out how to say it. Other times, we know kind of what we want or where we want things to end up, but we can't figure out how to get from here to there. And then there are times when we ask for what we want only to find out what we asked for is not what we meant at all. Or we think we're asking for what we want, and what we get leaves us with more questions than answers. There are lots of rules in spirituality and religions for how to ask about or for something. However, these rules can seem random, arbitrary, or even contradictory. Like it being more powerful if you ask for something out loud, which is about prayer circles, but you shouldn't pray out loud because it's being prideful and boastful, says the Bible. Prayer should be private, says Christianity, but it's better when done communally, says the Native American tribes. It should come from a written or memorized text, says the Quran or the Torah, but it should be extemporaneous, say pagans. To make things even more clear yet confusing, rules around manifesting say it's all about intention, which is internal communication, yet you should write it down or tell another person so you can be accountable, which is external communication. You should be specific about what you want, but not so specific you limit the universe's ability to implement your desires in the time frame you require. You should make your request to other beings and leave it up to them and yet do everything you can to make it possible, including creating the thing you've requested to be manifested. With all of this internal and external communication, the expressing and doing and intending, you would think mountains would move, the world would be full of clarity, and we would be making great progress in all our endeavors, except for the fact the responses we get are rarely direct or even comprehensible. Answers to our questions can come in the form of symbols, riddles, fortune cookies, zen cones, flashes of songs, conversations, advertising, and signage, physical body sensations, or just plain silence. All of these hold a mixture of satisfaction, excitement, and frustration, sometimes in equal parts. It's communication, but indirect. I think of it somewhat like buying something from Ikea. Great quality, more assembly required than I would like, and Sometimes not all the pieces are there, and they aren't the right pieces. Sometimes there are instructions included, but they aren't the right ones, or they're for a different model, and I have to go online and try to figure out what needs to happen next. Insert exasperated sigh here. So what to do? Well, to navigate through all this, first you need to recognize the four common things which can be tripping you up. First, intention is not enough. While intention is a necessary component of any spiritual endeavor, and it is true our guides, angels, and other beings who work with us can perceive our intentions, this is not something we can rely on when requesting or asking about something. The best example of this is when people attempt to manifest unconditional love in their lives. They can intend for this to be in the form of another human being, and specifically one which will be a significant other or intimate partner, but if a human form is not specified, Then, what most often shows up is a pet. This is because while we intended something else, what was expressed was more general and the universe acted expediently to fulfill our deep desire. Besides, a pet is far better equipped than a human to render unconditional love by their very nature. It's important to keep in mind while our intentions are perceptible, we're beings with free will. Free will is one of the most important aspects of life, both here and in the rest of the universe. Spiritual beings will not violate it. Therefore, unless they have some contract or agreement with you which says otherwise, they will not act to take away any of it, which includes acting on your unvoiced intentions. So, when in doubt, transform your intention into communication, whether this be in meditation, prayer, spoken, or written word. Second, too general. Requests which consist mainly of whatever is for my best and highest good or I leave it in your hands or I leave it up to God fall into the too general category. I once had a group of guides point out to me that best and highest good is such a broad category for each individual soul it includes both world peace and tuna sandwiches. While the beings who work with us are clear on what is for our best and highest good in all aspects of our embodied life, it's important to remember this very key item. They are not responsible for it. There's a difference between acknowledging our understanding and perception of what is involved in any given situation is limited due to our being embodied and living in linear time. This can be acknowledged by adding and slash or whatever is for my best and highest good at the end of a request. However, Making this statement the meat of the request, or asking others to be responsible for our choices or opportunities in this life, sets up both us and them. Many won't respond to such requests because they cannot violate our free will, or because we have structured our lives prior to and during our time here such that they cannot act in this way. Others will respond non-committally, or will follow the letter of what's requested, but will avoid taking on responsibility. Third, too specific. Being specific is good. Specifics allow us to state what is non-negotiable about our project or question. If we're trying to manifest a new job, it's important to state what kind we want, where we want it, what time frame, how much salary and benefits, etc. This way, we don't waste our time and that of our guides by having to sort through options which don't fit our needs. However, Being too specific can make it impossible to manifest things or to get an answer. We see this in unrequited love. One person wants to be loved, but the solution they've chosen is this one particular person. It can be someone they know, someone they've heard of, someone who has left them, or someone they've only seen once on TV. Whoever it is, they're the only answer, as far as they're concerned. So they make every request about this one person and the life together that could be. However, because this person can't be commanded to be available, to be what the requester needs, or to notice the request at all, there's never a direct answer and the person can't recognize or even receive the true answers or the gentle attempts to redirect their attention. Fourth, too big a bite. It's common for people to formulate their questions or requests in all-or-nothing terms. For example, we want to resolve all our money issues, and so we go big or go home by trying to manifest ourselves as being the winner of the lottery. We don't focus on any other solutions and just hammer on this week after week. Meanwhile, the issues don't get resolved and the bills keep coming in. People who want to start a business try to manifest it fully formed like Athena springing out of the head of Zeus then dump the entire idea or label themselves a failure when things don't go as planned or have a setback. The reason we do this is we either are unaware that to manifest these things will require us to change, to walk a path, and to follow multiple steps to make it a reality, or we know the steps are there and we want to avoid walking them. However, if we work with the process, requesting support, inspiration, and opportunities for each step along the way, we can make the journey rich nourishing, and even enjoyable while going at the pace set by circumstances and spiritual timing. Once you have these things in mind, use the following tips for clear spiritual answers and focused manifesting. Start where you are. You don't have to understand everything, see every ramification, or understand every what-if in order to create a clear question or request. The best thing you can do is start where you are. In other words, don't worry about what you don't know. Acknowledge there are things you don't know and then start with the things you do. For example, you may not know how to manifest a new job in the career field you want, but you know you're willing to do what it takes. So start by asking what you need to know first or what you need to prepare in order to start the process of manifesting the job. This gives your guides permission to open up boxes and baskets full of information, opportunities, and gifts which can get you started in the best way possible. Or, if you're looking to make your life about your passion, don't start by trying to monetize it or figure out how to monetize it, but instead ask to be shown how you can invite it into your life. Passions are like relationships, time-consuming and life-altering. We have to be in them first before we can explain them to others adequately or see them providing blessings out into the world. Another thing to do is co-create. In any search for answers, any journey, any process of manifestation, we're entering into relationship with not only the Akashics, but the rest of the universe outside of us. All acts of creation are acts of co-creation between ourselves and what is not us. We don't do things alone, and while things might impact us, we're still responsible for how we respond to them. We're not creating our reality, but co-creating it. So when formulating requests or questions, we need to include our part in the process. Instead of asking to have something done for us, ask for help in getting something done. Instead of asking to be shown how we can do it ourselves, Ask how it can best be done and allow this to include help from external sources. When asking a question about a situation, don't accept all responsibility for what occurred, but don't foist it all on others as well. And you can ask follow-up questions. Most people assume a response from the universe or the Akashics is complete and comprehensive. This is in part because underneath, they are presuming the beings responding are all-knowing, wise, authoritative, or parental, as well as taking responsibility for us. So people take whatever answer they get, and if they don't understand it or it seems irrelevant or very generic, they tend to turn inward thinking they're missing something they should be learning or the answer is some lesson they need to parse out. This is sometimes the case, but most often the answer is not meant as a mic drop moment, but the simplest response possible which fits the question and the situation. Answers should therefore be treated a bit like the lecture of a professor or the statements made at a press conference. They express exactly what the speaker intends to say, but may not fully encompass what the questioner needs to know. Asking further questions for clarity or to add in missing pieces can unfold depths of meaning and point in the direction you need to go. So then, you can also revisit. The only constant about embodied life is that it changes. We are changing, the world around us is changing, which changes us, which changes the world. So we may ask a question of our guides this week and get one answer, then ask again the next week and get another one. This may be because we've changed things, others involved have changed things, or the world has changed so the situation is now different than it was. We don't need to understand control or despair over this. Like surfing, we don't need to be responsible or even try to control the wave. Instead, we need to focus on our end of the deal. Being healthy, prepared with the right equipment, attitude and energy, then use our senses and skills in the moment to decide whether we're getting up on this wave or that and how we're going to ride it even then it's fairly guaranteed the experience will be completely different than we expected and we'll need to be actively participating in order to get the most value out of it and get back safely for example the question we ask this week might lead us to learn something new then when we ask next week the answer can be deeper more complete and more direct wash, rinse, repeat. The same with requesting something to be manifested. We can be presented with something which meets our criteria, and through this we learn more about ourselves, the request, and the world. Revisiting the request allows us to better target what we truly want and incorporate some of the for my best and highest good, which we've now learned and are yet open to exploring further. Keeping in mind what can trip you up, and using these four tips, you'll be able to aim your questions and requests at the sweet spot, which gets you clearer answers and better manifesting results. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thank you to my patron of honor this week, Jennifer Keane. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can join in patron-only classes see all my other offerings, and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.